This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. People might look at how I eat and see the mounds of kale on my plate and go, you know, oh, well, don't you miss X, Y, or Z? Like, don't you feel deprived? And to me, healthy eating is not anywhere close to deprivation. It is really, for me, a celebration of the diversity of like beautiful, fresh plant foods that we have available, but also a celebration of your body. Like when you really love your body, you want to give it what it needs. And so eat more plants is about giving your body what it needs so that it can run so well that you feel amazing. That's Desiree Nielsen. She's a registered dietitian, host of TV's The Urban Vegetarian, co-founder of the app My Healthy Gut, and the author of the new cookbook, Eat More Plants. Desiree runs a nutrition consulting practice and specializes in inflammation, digestion, and plant-centered diets. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Mary. All right, so I'm going to dive right in. Um, Tell us a bit about who Desiree Nielsen is and what led you to what you're doing today. I am a registered dietitian, and I feel like after all of these other things I've done, that's still really what hits home for me. So my ultimate passion and mission on this planet is to help people find a way of eating that makes them feel the best they possibly can, helps them find healing, but also to create a relationship with food where eating that healthy food is a really joyful and fun and delicious process. So how, how did you get started in the kitchen? Like, where did your love of food come from? Yeah, I, you know, I feel like food has always been very important in my life. I'm half Portuguese and I very much grew up in my Portuguese grandmother's kitchen where life centered around the dinner table. Uh, you oh, know, I get she, that. Yeah. And she would, you know, she would make breakfast and tidy up from breakfast and then get started on lunch. Like that was just how our day went. And she had this beautiful garden. And I remember, you know, sitting all summer just in the garden, like picking whatever I wanted to eat. And it probably wasn't until I was a teenager that I really thought about the role that food played in my life. It was just there. It was just delicious. I ate snap peas and potato chips with the same aplomb. And, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I became a vegetarian when I was a teenager. And I think that really got me thinking, oh, you could make different choices for different reasons in how you eat. And is that good for your health? Like, how does that affect your body? And I think that really kicked off this whole passion for nutrition that led me to become a dietitian. And, you know, all of the other things that came next, the TV show, writing books, um, perhaps they would have been things that I'd always dreamed of. But I think when you're going to school thinking you're going to be a dietitian, it probably doesn't enter your mind that that's actually what your career is going to look like. I know I can think back and, and remember the very first recipe I tried. Can you remember what were your first recipes? I can remember the first thing that I ever cooked with someone. So my I was in my grandmother's kitchen and we were making shake and bake and because raw chicken was ew, gross all i did was like shake up the bag but then my grandmother got a call and so she was talking with one of her friends and i was getting very impatient because that is my temperament and i was like grandma the chicken and she just said well just do it yourself 
And so I kind of looked and I was like, I could do this myself (laughs) and like touching the weird chicken and putting it in the bag. But then I was legit like that commercial was shake and bake and I helped. (laughs) (laughs) I remember shake and bake. (laughs) So it was the first thing I ever attempted to really do by myself. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I used to love shake and bake. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. It was so shake and bake, you know, and particularly growing up, we had a real mishmash of foods because my my grandmother came to Canada in 1959. So it was like the crazy 60s and all these technologies like jello molds and shake and bake chicken. TV dinners. TV, totally TV dinners (laughs) alongside her actually like making her own Portuguese sausage by hand in the basement you know, oh, traditional great. green soups, my grandfather trawling the ocean for literally whatever he could, because Portuguese will eat anything that comes out of the ocean. Yes, yes. My husband's Portuguese. Yeah. Oh, that thing stuck to a rock. It must be delicious. Let's scrape it off the rock and let's eat it. So yeah, it was like these two things coexisted. So true. <laughs> so true. And I tried it this summer. <laughs> so yeah I, yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from. Do you want to play a couple of quick games with me? Oh yeah, I'm in. Okay, first game, this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. So while cooking, do you listen to music or do you prefer silence? Music. Yes, I girl. Music, <laughs> love it. We need to plan a kitchen party. Yes. <laughs> Morning person or night owl? Morning person. Baked or fried? Fried. I love a good fried. <laughs> oh yeah, fried things are my favorite because I actually don't have a t- much of a sweet tooth, but like give me like a potato chip or like a french fry and I'm down. Super salad. Salad. Toothpaste. Squeeze from the middle or bottom? Uh, probably the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say bottom, but it would not be true. <laughs> Read a book or watch TV? Book. Toilet paper. Over or under? The correct answer is over. The true answer <laughs> is under. <laughs> oh, no. We were doing so well. We were the same person until we hit toilet paper. <laughs> I just feel like it's almost like the rebel in me. It's like, I know how you're supposed to do this, so I'm not going to do it that way. <laughs> so for Eat More Plants, what was your inspiration behind that book? Um, the inspiration behind Eat More Plants, you know, I created, and I don't know why I did this. My brain does this. I created this very specific box so I had just come off filming The Urban Vegetarian. People were asking for a cookbook. And, you know, the recipes on that show were designed to show, to make people rethink what they believe vegetarian food to be. We wanted to show people how delicious it was. And so the recipes run the gamut from like chia puddings to, you know, butternut squash lasagna that had four pounds of cheese in it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, so I, I wanted to put my dietitian hat on for this book without leaving my foodie hat off. So I wanted to show people what truly healing, therapeutic, plant-based nutrition could be like. So it is, you know, low sugar, completely gluten-free, all whole food, while being truly delicious. Like for me, this is health food for foodies, because I want people who enjoy eating out, who enjoy a diverse range of flavors, to feel like they can accomplish that at home in a way that's really healthy, but then also because I have all these cookbooks lining my shelf that I never use, I wanted these recipes to be really quick. So like everything is 30 to 45 minutes. So you can make this recipe on a Tuesday. I want this book to get like dog-eared and batter splattered. I want people to really use Mm -hmm. this one. 
Oh, I've already dog-eared mine. <laughs> quite a few. Quite a few pages. Um, I, I love it. Everything in it. It's just so colorful, bright. And it just, it, it's got that feel good. When you flip the pages and you're looking at them, it really is. I, I just, I love the ingredients in it as well. Oh, thank you so much. I think, you know, it's so important for me because people might look at how I eat and see the mounds of kale on my plate and go, you know, oh, well, don't you miss X, Y, or Z? Like, don't you feel deprived? And to me, healthy eating is not anywhere close to deprivation. It is really, for me, a celebration of the diversity of like beautiful, fresh plant foods that we have available, but also a celebration of your body. Like when you really love your body, you want to give it what it needs. And so eat more plants is about giving your body what it needs so that it can run so well that you feel amazing. Do any of the recipes hold any strong memories for you or any connections? Yeah, you know, a lot of them, because where I get a lot of the recipe inspiration for what I do is in travel and in eating in different restaurants. So a lot of them I do have quite a connection to. Um, there are a couple that have a special place in my heart. One of them is there is a Portuguese green bean stew in there that is a version, a vegetarian version of something my grandmother used to make me all the time growing up. And so I love I love having that one in there. My first book, I had a, a recipe of hers uh, in there too. Uh, the other one that I really love is the uh, hippie tofu and carrot scramble because it was the first, when I became a vegetarian, the first cookbook, I was like, I don't know what to do. I love the name, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's full on. Like I grew up on Vancouver Island, like yeah. land of like cannabis before it was legal and Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought this massive vegetarian times cookbook and I really wasn't a, an amazing cook. And the one recipe that I made from that book all the time was this carrot tofu scramble. It was like my go-to meal. Mm -hmm. I ate it at least once a week, super comfort food. So this is my slightly dressed up version of that. It's just like carrots, tofu, kids, kids who hate tofu love this meal. It is just so delicious. Really? Maybe that'll convert me. I've been trying, but for me, it's always been like this texture thing with tofu. Yeah. And then this, because it's the, the scramble that really helps. Um, and then the carrots are kind of grated in there too. So everything's just kind of like soft and lovely. The other one for tofu skeptics in the book is the baked tofu paneer with the mint chutney. That is mm. another one that my kids absolutely love because it's crispy and crunchy and so delicious. How do you decide on the flavor profile for a dish in the book? Often it will, it will come from, again, something that I've eaten, a, a flavor, you know, I'll see something in a food magazine. I was like, oh, I never thought of like mint and jalapeno before. That's awesome. And I just write it down. I have this list of notes on my phone at all times. So I'll say like mint and jalapeno, like in a sauce. And, you know, there it becomes the mint chutney. And, uh, or I'll try a uh, pasta and I was like, oh, that would make a great, you know, that chickpea plus that sun-dried tomato would be really delicious in a salad. So I normally take flavors from meals that I've eaten or other, you know, food media that I've consumed and then kind of convert it into something different. And particularly because I'm not a trained cook that those flavor profiles and those combinations did not come naturally to me. It really came through what I was exposed to, but then also now the experience of like, what flavors do I love? Like there's so much cumin in this book, which is definitely part of my Portuguese self coming through. I'm also pretty obsessed with cardamom. So there's a lot of cardamom in the book too. In the book, 
Um, is it fair to say that this is an intermediate, beginner, advanced? I think it's for everyone. I, you know, I hope it tru truly is for everyone. Um, something that many people don't realize about me is that I'm a home cook and I'm not like, I'm not one of those quote unquote home cooks who can go on MasterChef and then all of a sudden whip up restaurant dishes. Like that's not me. I'm a true home cook. So, a little sous vide. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? So I feel like, I mean, I'm a home cook with some experience, but I would say that the recipes are beginner and some are maybe intermediate. So this really is a cookbook for everyone. If you can read these recipes, if you've got some basic tools, you really can do this. And which one or more than one recipes took you the longest to perfect? So, you know, there's, <laughs> I know this one immediately because it became my like culinary Achilles heel. Uh, it is the breakfast cupcakes. They it, sound delicious. They <laughs> are so delicious. And, you know, it took me nine times to get that recipe right. Nine times. Nine? It was just, it was like a bad, TV, uh, like bad TV show. I just, I would have given up at number three. But then I, again, I cannot believe, you know, I, luckily, that's I, fantastic. I'm extremely stubborn. It is both a positive and negative facet of my personality. But here I soldiered on because I, I just had this idea, you know, I just love the, the inspiration behind it. And it was that, you know, most people eat muffins or buy muffins in a coffee shop thinking they're healthy because they're muffins, right? But most muffins in a coffee shop are like, you might as well buy the cupcake. There's so much sugar. There's so much fat. They're yes, like 800 yes. calories. It's like, don't get the brand muffin. <laughs> I wanted to create a <laughs> cupcake that was really a super healthy muffin in disguise. So it is low sugar. It has nutrient dense flours. You can actually eat it for breakfast. It's dietitian approved. And I saw actually last week, someone was cooking from the book and their 10 year old daughter made the healthy breakfast cupcakes and they looked so good and they loved them. And so I was like, it was worth it. It was all worth it. I'm Mary Mamaliti and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Hey, have you heard of energy berries? They're these little grape-sized kiwi berries. They're new in Canada, but they're only available for a limited time. Energy berries make for the perfect bite-sized healthy snack, and you can use them to add a little sweetness to any recipe with a vitamin pack bonus. Go to energy.info to find out more. That's N-E-R-G-I dot info to find out more. Thanks to Energy Berries for supporting the Kitchen Confession podcast. And now back with the show. I'm chatting with Desiree Nielsen, author of Eat More Plants. When we talk about plant-based diets, if you could list, you know, some of the health benefits of eating a more plant-based diet. So, you know, it's it really depends for people how, how headlong they dive into this um, and what's going on for them. But I'll say quite immediately, most people find that their energy level picks up. Like you didn't realize how much you were dragging, how much you needed that fourth cup of coffee until you start eating this way for a few days. And you go, oh, okay, no, this feels good. You feel lighter, you feel more energetic. You don't feel like you're dragging so much. The other thing that happens pretty quickly uh, is that your digestion changes. So if you're not used to a high fiber diet, you, you definitely wanna ease your way into it. 
because, you know, there's a lot of beans, there's a lot of whole grain things in this cookbook, and I don't want you to hate me in seven days. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, ease your way into it. But then once you get over that hump, your digestion becomes incredible. And there are so many people with digestive health issues that like you're, you're going to want all of these plant foods to make you feel really good. And that as you go on, as time goes on, as you know, you really get the opportunity to start decreasing inflammation in the body, uh, you know, those joints that maybe ache a little bit, they might ache a little bit less. Uh, if you have skin manifestations, if you have acne, if you have eczema, if you have psoriasis, you might start to see that clear up. If you have something like diabetes, you might see that your blood sugar uh, levels start to normalize a bit because you're not getting all of those big blood sugar spikes from all those processed foods we usually eat. Eating this way is totally healing and people underestimate the power of really good nutrition and it's just amazing. Okay, rapid fire. So favorite ingredient to cook with? Mm, Lentils. Meaty, versatile, super hearty. Would you rather eat food with a knife and fork or your hands? Knife and fork for sure. You've got five minutes to move into a new kitchen and you can only take one item with you. What would it be and why? Uh, Blender. I couldn't live without my blender. I Smoothies, soups, sauces, nut butters, pretty much do everything with a blender. It changed my life. I didn't know why anyone spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on the blender till I did and I love it. And you've changed my mind. Mine was always a knife, but now blender, smart. Well, think about it. If you can break things with your hands and put it in the blender, no one will know you didn't have a knife. Yeah, exactly. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Curse words you use in the kitchen. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Curse words are my favorite thing after my children. (laughs) When no one's around, it's you in the kitchen. Exactly. Everything flies. Me in my car with my hip hop. Yes. Yeah. I love it. So you have some time to yourself, no interruptions. What do you do? Take a bath, read a book. And uh, if there's lots of time, make myself whatever I want to eat, which is probably a massive pile of greens on a plate. (laughs) If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Reading my children's minds. (laughs) What what is your junk food kryptonite? Plain uh, rippled potato chips. Oh, yeah, those are good. If your fridge could talk, what would be the one word it would use to describe your snack choices? Hummus. (laughs) So much hummus. (laughs) Justin Timberlake brought sexy back. What would you bring back? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sun-dried tomatoes and balsamic vinegar because I think the 90s are well due for a comeback. Yes, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's time. I noticed you have a 21-day meal plan. You gave us a little bit of a bonus here. For a lot of people, it's half the battle is planning your meals and figuring out what you're going to actually have or what you're going to eat. And you've done that for us. You know, and that's exactly why it's there. Because full disclosure, I as a person cannot handle meal plans. Like if you tell me what I'm going to eat for the next seven days, I'll maybe make it through the next meal. And then I Mm -hmm. totally give up. Like I lasted (laughs) six hours on a juice cleanse. The first and only time I ever tried a juice cleanse, it was like six hours and I like ate my arm off. (laughs) So, but because I'm a dietitian, I know so many of my clients, I can give you all the information. I can say, okay, eat more whole foods, eat more fiber, you know, eat more turmeric. But then at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, you're like, what do I make for dinner? And so that meal plan is there for the people who say, just tell me what to eat. I don't want to have to think about it. 
And 21 days is a really beautiful time. If you want to dive headfirst into anti-inflammatory eating, you're really going to feel the effects. Another thing I love about the book is you haven't forgotten about us people with the insane sweet tooth. I <laughs> have such a sweet tooth. And you've got, and which I think this was one of the first pages or sections I've earmarked, um, is sweets with benefits. I'm really curious here, though. Who were your recipe testers for this? And where was my invite? <laughs> <laughs> it is now in the mail for the next book, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the recipe, I mean, so the sweets was an, imp I knew it was an important chapter because who doesn't love sweets? And my, I could have gone two ways. I could have done more traditional sweets saying that it's about that 80-20 approach. You know, you're going to have a piece of birthday cake and you're going to have your salad. Um, but I actually, because this is an anti-inflammatory cookbook, I really wanted to show people ways of meeting their sweet tooth in a way that still fits within that structure of an anti-inflammatory diet. And that's a challenge because I'm definitely not a baker. I'm not, I'm more to the savory than I am to the sweet. So making all of these things completely plant-based, completely gluten-free and low sugar, you know, so not just no refined sugar, which I see all the time. And it gets me as a dietitian because they're like, oh, no refined sugar. And there's like two cups of dates in them. And it's like, that is so much sugar. So it's actually difficult to create baked goods with a beautiful structure, you know, hence the whole cupcake debacle slash mm -hmm. victory. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really proud of some of the recipes in there. And, you know, like the turmeric cake, which is a traditional Lebanese cake that I've, you know, slashed the sugar and made it gluten-free. I'm really proud of that one because it's very nostalgic. Like when you used to have people over in the afternoon for tea and a little bit of sweet, like that's what you'd serve them. Um, but then my recipe testers, because, because I'm a home cook, because I wanted this book to be for everyone, not just the accomplished cook, but also not just the person who's already in this lifestyle. I have a bunch of friends who are diehard carnivores. And so, uh, yeah, my recipe testing crew was like a very motley crew. <laughs> everyone from people who barely cooked and loved meat to I even had a couple people who were trained chefs. So it ran the gamut. And it was really fun and very humbling to get feedback. Oftentimes, you know, a recipe that I thought was really clear and they totally muddled it up because they didn't understand an instruction. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really awesome to see my friends and family both engage with the food in that way, but then also to get their feedback and see how it works in a real kitchen too. Cause you've, it's always like, oh, will people love my food? And that's still even seeing people's reaction to this book are so exciting. It's so incredible. But you're still like, oh, people like my food. It's not just like me because my kids kind of, they're 50-50. Right. <laughs> are they your toughest critics? They're my toughest <laughs> critics. <laughs> my daughter is, a, for us, a very picky eater. You know, on the scale of picky eater, she's probably middle of the road, but she's quite a picky eater. And then my son is a great eater, but you know, there's so much green stuff in this cookbook that I'd put it on his plate and he'd be like, oh my gosh, mom, all I want is Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any recipes that didn't make it into the book that you probably, that you wish could have kind of made their way in? Yeah, there, there were a few, um, there were a few only because I have this giant list of ideas and quite honestly, we I got to the point where I had so many, I probably had about 120 ideas 
of recipes that I wanted in the book, but I sort of cut it off. I just stopped testing once I reached a hundred. Um, because of my stubborn nature, everything I decided that was going into the book went into the book. So there wasn't any, any sort of lost recipes. Right. Do you have a signature recipe that you could share with us or something that's your go-to? Yeah, my go-to, my go-to changes so much because I think because I develop recipes, I have a little bit of a, you know, a scattered mind. Yeah, but same my, here. Right, right now, my go-to is actually something from the book. Uh, it is the chickpea gnocchi because for me, a go-to recipe is going to have everything I need. So it's going to have vegetables. It's going to have lots of protein. It's going to be really filling, and it's going to be very fast. So the chickpea gnocchi is amazing because you're making gnocchi from scratch, which you think you couldn't possibly do that midweek, but actually because you're using chickpea flour, you're not baking potatoes. It comes together in the time it takes to boil the water, the gnocchi's done. And then this pan sauce takes like three minutes and my family loves it because there's not too much green stuff in it. And so that's definitely my go-to when I don't know what to make. It sounds delicious. So I always ask every single one of my guests, and hopefully you can share one with us. I ask for your kitchen confession. So uh, this will be this will cement my place in the definitely a home cook <laughs> arena. <laughs> so when I when I was given uh, the show The Urban Vegetarian, a I was floored. I was like, they're never going to put me on TV. I have like world's worst knife skills. I'm not a chef. No one wants to watch me cook. Um, but day one, uh, I learned firsthand, you know, cause I do a lot of TV, um, mm -hmm. but to know your lines, to remember the recipe and you're doing, you're doing four to six recipes a day to prepare the food and to look at the camera and talk while doing it. I think I was like maybe halfway through the day and I sliced off a good third of one of my nails and you just oh. heard the... <gasps> from the like camera and the director because they saw it before I felt it. And I was absolutely mortified. Ouch. We had to, we had to stop filming. I was like, they're going to fire me. I'm a fraud. I cut off my fingernail. And you can actually play a little bit of a like drinking game because there are, there are moments, there are cutaways throughout the show and you can tell, was it pre pre slice off and like versus post and like you can actually see like my nail and how bungled up it is as they <laughs> go through all those cutaways <laughs> so yeah I mean but I mean the worst possible thing that could happen happened on that first day and it was easy breezy from there <laughs> see perfect yeah well not perfect you hurt your you hurt yourself <laughs> more my ego than anything else <laughs> but thank you for sharing that <laughs> I don't feel so bad for all my mishaps now. <laughs> You're in good company. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, if our listeners want to reach out for more information, where can they find you? Where can they find or where can they purchase Eat More Plants? Uh, so my website is DesireeRD, like registereddietitian.com. Uh, you can find me where I spend most of my time online is Instagram. So that's DesireeNielsenRD. And if you go to my website, you can click my book page and it will send you wherever you want to go to find the book because it's on Amazon, it's in chapters, it's in your 
local independent bookstore. And here in Vancouver, like we've even founded it like Superstore and London Drugs, which is like our big drugstore chain. So it's really exciting to see the book everywhere. Um, that's a huge bucket Yay. list moment for me. <laughs> even Costco, actually. I almost forgot Costco, which is my favorite place in this whole planet. So they have it too. Yes. Well, that's my second place. My first one is mm. William Sonoma. Oh, well played. <laughs> right? Yes. I hear angels yeah. singing when I walk into William Sonoma. Uh, <laughs> And my husband runs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Costco helps you afford the Williams Sonoma. It's it's a perfect balance. See, there we go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Savvy. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun, and I've learned so much. And you've inspired me. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna add more plants into my diet, and I'm gonna eat more plants. Yay! Everyone, just eat more plants. No rules. Just eat more plants. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Be sure to visit kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. I'd like to thank producer and editor Matt Agnew, and I'm Mary Mammoliti. See you at the next episode.